How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. So much fun this week, as we do every week, Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. We talk with comedians and producers and creators and all kinds of stuff. And uh, this week, um, my regular co-host and producer, Dean Young from Taco.co, is not here. He's on tour on his Cowboys and Indian tour, but he is here on the phone. Hello, Dean. How's it going? I'm live from uh, Grand Prairie, Alberta. Oh, my God. It's horrible. We brought him on. wearing pants. Well, in studio to fill in for our show today um, for him is uh, my good friend here, Ian Sirota. Hey, great Head- to be here. Yuck Yuck's headliner and uh, overall dad to Charlie and Delilah. That's right. At home. So he had nothing to do. So he wanted to get out of the house. So we got him here. That's right. And then uh, we're going to go to our panel a little later on with uh, Peter Waldman and Dan Redman from The Frantics. Frantics are here, yes. Dan Redican. Radican, sorry. I, you know why I did that on purpose? Because Dean was supposed to send me all this. And <laughs> Dean, you're going to be reading Dan's bio after this. <laughs> yeah, just sure. in the spirit of the show. So top line, what's going on on tour? Like, uh, what's what's the climate? I'm reading your updates. What's the climate across Canada uh, with stand-up versus Toronto? Because you posted something yesterday that just made me cry. Well, so uh, yeah, it's weird. It's, uh, in, in places across Canada, I'm noticing... Uh, people who aren't just other comedians come and watch comedy shows and they give you money to do them. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you pay your money to do comedy. No, it's so funny. We had, um, like, we were kind of doing our own, we're doing all our own shows along the way here, and we dropped in on just this weekly show out in Edmonton when we were there. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like, there's a big following for stand-up in a lot of these. That's so nice TV to hear. Out here. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you mean there's no following in Toronto as much? Or what am well, I missing here? I think, well, the thing with Toronto is because it is our, it's our main hub, right? So it's, pretty, it's oversaturated in a way. People have so many options of stuff they can go out and see every night. So I think a lot of these places out here, they have smaller scenes, obviously, and smaller pockets of, of comics. So a lot of these indie shows are just booming. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like you or meth, right? <laughs> you or meth, says Ian yeah, Sirota. Right. <laughs> it's like, hmm, what should I do tonight? No, yeah. but they, they sound like a really nice audience. Like they come out, like, I, they just, and you said there's not a lot of comics. So are you seeing a lot of the independent shows out here? It's comics in the audience, but out there it's actual people who just want to see comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they don't have as many options, obviously, to go out and uh, okay. go out and see. And this is kind of a nice mix of things we're doing because we're doing like, you know, colleges and casinos and clubs and theaters and all that a couple of roadside roadhouse chicken wire bars yeah along the way oh my gosh a couple of small towns in saskatchewan is it like an episode of letter kenny (laughs) yeah it kind of is yeah so what uh, what's that what's the funniest thing that's happened like i like i said your posts are hilarious like what what's crazy well uh some stuff i can't talk about on the air but i'll tell you this (laughs) I did. I went to the uh, grocery store, the Save On Foods here in Grand, beautiful Grand Prairie, Alberta, and uh, bought some condoms from that grocery store. And that <laughs> lady there had no idea what to do about that. I don't think she's ever sold any to anybody before. <laughs> she didn't know what to say at the end. She's ringing my stuff through, and it was like condoms and like 
kale and couscous because I'm from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, All the comedy case. <laughs> Peter Wildman. Do you, you stuff that in the condom, the kale? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know what you were doing. What a combo. I wouldn't know what to do with you either if a kid well, came up. panicked. She panicked at the end, and she just goes, okay, uh, have a good time. That was it. She didn't know what to say. Oh. Um, yes, I, I would think that would be dangerous. Like, she might be complicit at the trial. I told <laughs> <laughs> Dan Redican. Okay. Well, Dean, thanks for the update. Please um, follow Dean on his uh, social media, uh, on Dean Young, to see what's going on tour. And when do we have you back here on our show? I am back in two weeks. So next week when I am somewhere in bc that i forget right now i'll mm. talk to you guys so we we have one more week of shows across alberta here and then we have a week across uh, bc and then i wrap up in vancouver on april 9th and then i'm coming home but don't take too long out there dean because uh sandra gave ian a lovely monogram sweater <laughs> with your name hexed out and, uh, and ian's name Thank is you, Peter and, i'm gonna steal your job dean while yeah. you got, got, uh, and they've already gonna take my gig They've already designed the stationery and a new logo, so I'd be very worried if I were you, Dean. But you're using condoms out west, so things are going good for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ian Sorota. Thanks, right. Dean Young. We're going to see you, babe. I miss you lots. Um, thanks Have for doing fun, the work uh, on the All road right. for the show. That was Dean Young, our partner here in crime from uh, the Taco Comedy Network. He's on the road, and we always like to talk to comics on the road. That's part of what we do here, and our, when our very own does that, we got to get updates, so... Hey. Dan and I never go very far. Well, we want to talk about that. So, so Ian Sirota, you've you're a headliner at Yuck Yucks. You've been on the road. Uh, what's the latest with you, by the way? What do you the, got going on? Um, coming up, or what I just did? What you just did? What I just did was I did a show the downtown Yuck Yucks yes. uh, last week, and then I was in London, Ontario. I don't want to brag at a slots casino the week before that. That's a good gig, though. Yeah, it is a good gig, actually. They yeah. put us in a nice hotel, but as uh, normal Canadian show business, they make us pay for parking. So, <laughs> Well, we make you pay here, too. I don't were, know. You do, were you doing stand-up while people do slots? Well, no, they, they, they see they, us they first. They have a separate room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. They see us first in between the losing. <laughs> <laughs> they come for the laughs. That's hilarious. We're going to talk about that. Well, in the, in the studio here today, we have royalty. Uh, the Frantics were a very popular sketch comedy troupe back in the 70s, I guess. We got two of the leaders 80s. here. 80s. We got to cut out every stupid thing I say. But Dan <laughs> Dan Redican, okay, this is uh, a big force in the Canadian comedy scene uh, for over two decades. Executive producer of the cult Canadian sketch series Sunnyside and won multiple Canadian Screen Awards. Um, there's, oh, the bio is incredible. You've been like on Kids in the Hall and Little Mosque on the Prairie, Jenny McCarthy Show. Um, you have your own Dan Redican Comedy Hour. Yeah. CBC. Uh, Puppet to Kill on Comedy Network. That's big. Keep going. What's right. the other big things? Because there's too much here. Oh, well, I've just done. I've done Rick like, Mercer. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've done. I've, I've been a, an actor on shows like Rick Mercer and Corner Gas and things like that. And yeah, I've, I've done. I've done lots of stuff. And uh, after the Frantics, this is all. Current. It was. It was. Most of it was after the Frantics. Yes, mm -hmm. the Frantics was a really, really good start, and then I went from that to the Kids in the Hall, and uh, before that, I was a puppeteer. I continued with some puppeteering stuff with oh, like, Jim Henson. Wait. And yes, yeah, and Dan, then Jim Henson. Dan got to be a Mountie on Seeing Things. I was a Mountie wow. on that was Seeing his Things. Big, that was the big break. I, I, I think that's that. dropped off the bio. <laughs> a, a dirty mountain, a Mountie, or a, a, a very nice Mountie. I was a very uh, dumb Mountie. <laughs> with Louis well, Delgrand. The other yeah. voice that we know very. Very well from the fan frantics is Peter Wildman, and we know because he works here at Chorus. Actually, actually has a day job. I've known him for 
for years as one of the best copywriters ever. Sorry, Dean Young. He used to be a copywriter here too. But um, And I think he's transformed. I mean, Murdoch. So Peter's been on the Murdoch Mysteries, Puppets Who Kill, the comedy festivals. I mean, I remember watching TV in, a couple months ago and there's Peter. Um, the new Red Green Show. Um, what What's the top stuff, Peter? I mean, you've won Crystal Awards for some of your writing. Um Gemini, Best uh, Comedy Writing Nominee, uh, Gold for Variety, New York International Film Festival, some serious writing going on, and uh, performing, of course. And you guys were known as the Frantics, along with how many other members? There's uh, There were four of us all together. There still are. We're yeah, not dead. But... I know, but they're not here. <laughs> no, yeah, Paul, they're, they're, they're dead to me. Paul Chadow <laughs> and Rick Green. And did you guys, are, are you guys getting together again? Like, what's happened now that there's a right now? Right now, we're all hot about, we're all about the podcast. And that's ah. why we're here today to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, the podcast. Wait, wait, yeah, I thought it was getting scary for a second. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about that after the break as we're here with the Frantics and our guest host today, Ian Sirota, on the show about comedy inside jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi. By the way, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to give that secret word. We're giving away tickets. You may have seen on our social media for the Just for Laughs Roadshow happening April 5th at the Markham Flato Theater. Um, coming up on Wednesday with Kate Trevor Wilson, Sabrina Jaliz, uh, Yanis, uh, a great lineup, Yanis Pappas, a great lineup of comics, and we have free tickets for you. So stay tuned to the show. And when you hear the password, Come to on our on to our uh, social media on Facebook, on Inside Jokes and Instagram and all that, and we will get you those tickets. Okay, so stay tuned. In studio today we have the royalty, I think, um, of comedy. Is, Can I be the queen? <laughs> is Ian Sirota from? Yeah, <laughs> I the queen first. <laughs> Ian Sirota sitting in for Dean Young this week, and we have um, Mr. Peter Wildman and Dan Redican, known as the Frantics. And I want to clarify sketch comedy troupe which is not like an improv so we had Colin Mokri here last week yes. so you are sketch comedy and the difference there is you know what you're going to do as opposed to 90 90% of the time <laughs> yes some would argue you know that improvers know what they're doing oh yeah they, have, they absolutely they, they 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 know what they they're doing but they don't know what they're going to do right mm. like and that, and they and that's because that's a very that's a point of pride for them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's tough. You know what direction? So with you guys, um, you have some pretty famous sketches under your belt, Peter. The one you're on a go train and you're talking to your daughter. Who's oh yes, her Remem first period. Yes. <laughs> uh, check it out on YouTube. It sounds dirty. It's not. It's very funny. And we're up to about six million, seven million hits now. Seriously? So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. What? That's a lot of hits on the period. Holy yeah. cow! And yeah. before it went to YouTube, it was it, it, it was it, on Funny it, or Die. It hit Immortal on <gasps> Funny or Die, wow. and then we said, "Well, this doesn't get us any anything," so we we moved it to YouTube. Yeah. Are you monetizing it now? I have to ask. I think we've made billions of dollars. No, <laughs> no idea. This radio station, we bought it today. Yes, there you go, Dan. Do you have any uh, famous sketches that's made it on YouTube? There is. Do you guys have Frantic's channel on YouTube? First of all. I'm sure, yes. You probably should. We must. You yes, I'm sure we do. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Paul Chato has done oh, that. Paul, Paul Chato is like our mother. He takes care of things. It's Thank like goodness. saying, you know, do, do you have insurance on your house? Well, you have to ask my mom. Like, we don't know. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Okay, so take us back when you formed the Frantics. What was the climate in comedy in the country? What was going on at that time? 
Well, I think there was uh, one comedy club, Yuck Yucks, like in the country, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Toronto, and that was fa- fairly new. Uh, so there was not the the, the 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 comedy scene. The comedy scene even then was quite uh, quiet. D- different. Well, it was a different world. So you'd go to a, a yuck yuck show and be more variety. You'd see you'd see you know jugglers and mimes as well as comics. So you'd see. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it would be kind of, <laughs> it would be uh, wacky. Ian Sirota, when you started, was it like that? No, it wasn't like that. Because you were in the 90s by then. Yeah, I started in the uh, late 90s. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. in in the late 80s, early 90s, there was this uh, pure stand-up thing that came mm. up and, and they just started purging these and you <laughs> and then you would just like you'd just be spit on if you were a magician who also told oh jokes gosh. it was like oh he's a ventriloquist like it was all these sort of those acts started to, to to go away so there was that and uh did you do sketch on the yuck yuck stage at all yeah we actually oh, yeah. yeah four yeah. guys four, four guys. guys on wow. that little stage doing sketch uh but uh, our big advantage of as a as a sketch troupe was uh we dabbled in yuck yucks and very quickly got to feature there. But we were also, because there were four of us, we, within a few months of being the Frantics, we had uh, an hour and a half show. Wow. We wow. had a crap load of material. So we could immediately start hitting the colleges and the small theaters. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't depend on the, you know, the stand-up community. And that's where the money is on tour after, like, I keep talking about money, but you, you got to yeah. live for your art too. But um, I think that's important is when, first of all, let's go back to the hour and a half of material. That's a big deal in stand up, right, Ian? Like, oh, for sure. If you have, how much material do you have, do you think? I about seven minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a strong five. I, I'm I a gonna, tight five. I, I was going to say, but you got to remember, they're splitting it four ways unless you're ripping off the two well, yeah, guys. Okay. <laughs> that's the problem with the troop. Yeah. It's, it's when you go Good on point. tour. It's it's four hotel rooms, or became four hotel rooms after a few bad experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's just expensive to, to to send four people out. So it's it's much more difficult for a group to tour. And how did you get along? Like, I mean, I can't imagine touring with four guys all the time and getting along. It was we did we did very well actually because there were two groups. Dan, uh, Dan and I shared a room. And Rick and Paul were in the other one. And after a show, we go back to the hotel, and Rick and Paul are in the jammies, having <laughs> having a bowl of bran flakes, watching TV. And Dan and I are putting on our casual wear, and we just we would go for a walk, and we wow. would just wander through. Now are Rick and Paul married now? Or? No, no, they were just. <laughs> but it just it just seemed to suit them that way. So uh, we would go out for have a couple of beers somewhere and, and meet some of the locals and. And uh, and they'd be back uh, bundled in with their cereal and their pajamas, so uh, it worked out great. They, That's they, fantastic. They're, they're, uh, they they didn't use the verb party. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being on the road. I think any of that stuff. I have so many questions for the guys here from the Frantics, uh, Peter Wildman, Dan Redican who uh, have been around since the 80s when they started. And that's we're going to go through a timeline of the frantics because so much has happened in comedy in the country. Um, even talking to Ian Sirota, one of our, uh, our guest hosts here today, is a headliner at Yuck Yucks, and kind of the evolution to what Dean Young said earlier and what you know the climate is at the rest of the country. Um, when we're in Toronto, there's so many entertainment choices, right? And now it's nice to have the frantics back with your podcast, which is available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and rehashing some great comedy gold that you guys created. That's what we're doing here on Inside Jokes today. I'm Sandra Carusi. Of course, you can catch our stuff on iTunes all the time and Definitely. follow us on social media. Uh, I can gonna... follow you in my car as well, but <laughs> like you usually do, stop. yeah, freak. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. More on this after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. <laughs>
This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. You never know who's going to be in this studio. I mean, I never really truly know. Do you know now? Yes. <laughs> Close so, your eyes and tell me who's here. Well, we have our guest host, Ian Sirota. I am here. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hey, and uh, we have um, some very big, very royal acts. The Frantics, Peter Wildman and Dan Redican. And you guys actually played Just for Laughs three times. The yes. Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. Was it only three times? Was it four? Well, three is frantic, but then you were back as an individual. Oh, yeah, I was I'm back sure. as an individual. That's an individual. Well, they uh, just uh, want to plug the Just for Laughs Roadshow happening this Wednesday, April 5th at the Markham Flato Theater. And uh, some great acts who we've had on this show. K. Trevor Wilson will be there. He's done phenomenal with his show Letter Kenny. And he's won, uh, the show won Canadian Screen Awards last couple weeks ago. So very proud of them. So you could watch him, Sabrina Jaliz, and a great group of other comics, Yanis Pappas. And we have free tickets for you. And we're going to be announcing uh, the secret word right here. And uh, you could win free tickets to the show on our social media, on Inside Jokes with Santa Cruz on Facebook. You could go on Instagram and Twitter. And our good friend Courtney here will make sure you get the tickets. So more on that throughout the show when I give you the password. So we were saying before the break, we were at a moment in time when Frantic started, the climate. Ian, you were asking... The hard-hitting questions. <laughs> the hard, yeah. Brian Linehan type Lord stuff. Lord Robertson. Oh, uh, Brian. I remember Brian. Yeah. I, yeah, I was asking if sketch comedy has changed in your opinion. Like, I remember in the 80s where every stand-up comic really wanted to be on Saturday Night Live or Mad TV. And, mm-hmm. and then in the 90s, it was even strong. Kids in the Hall, other shows. But now it seems not that. I mean, there's still, still Baroness, Von Sketch, and other shows like that. But it seems to have waned out a little bit i'm wondering if you've noticed a change or is it just different or yeah well i i think there was years of of not much support uh for uh for sketch comedy from the 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 cbc which was the the big purveyor so that that didn't uh help it and also sketch kind of broke off from improv sketch and improv used to you know sketch there were very few people that were just pure improv uh but people would also they would do improv and sketch and then Improv started to feel really good about itself, and 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 improv. They used to you would see an improv show sometimes, and and, and you, you wouldn't know that it was improv because they were just following the logic of it, and then they realized that was a problem. So they did this thing where you never know what's going to say next. So everything was so wild it could only be improv because it didn't make any sense. So that's become that's become the hallmark of improv. So improv and sketch have grown apart and I think What's sorry Dan, what would an example be of that? Something so well, absurd. Well, you say, "Okay, here we are. Welcome aboard my uh, and then another person says, what, where is he? He's on a submarine. A submarine. Welcome aboard my submarine. Mm. I'm the uh, I'm God, the God of thunder. God of thunder. So you would never have written that. It doesn't help. It doesn't make sense. And it just, you're laughing because people are are reacting to the improvisation of it and they're, they're rolling with it beautifully. So the never be prepared rule uh, has come about uh, since the, since the days when we did it, and it was you, you could be prepared. You could sort of follow, see where the scene was going, and build it from an improv into a scene. And now you you are by the rules not allowed to do to 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 wow. steer the boat. Right. Yeah. Right. Now now do you do you think Canadians are uniquely better at sketch comedy and the improv because of the way we are, or because uh, it just seems like that's always been my. That's always been my take on it because in the United States, it's a pyramid. Everybody wants to be the point at the top. In Ah. Canada, 
Canada is a tossed salad, so we celebrate more cultures. And sketch is decision by committee because invariably there's there's half a dozen or more writers and everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's chirping in and everybody's mm-hmm. barking out something. Collaboration. So I'll give you that song if you give me this sketch. I like this sketch. We'll do this one together. You need something. At least for the Frantics, it was very much a free market. We made sure everybody was represented. We made sure we had a song and a monologue. Oh, what? We've done two two-man sketches in a row. We need a group scene. Let's put one in. Everybody's in. I mean, it was much Democracy more. Democracy at work. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, as opposed to it's the Dan Redican show and everything has to be focused on like one thing. And so. you think that's an American thing? I think that's much would be a much better idea than the Frantics, the Dan Redican show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the American way is not all Here's bad. Here's your coffee, Mr. Well, Redican. <laughs> I want to ask about that. You have four four artists. You're all coming up with sketches. What do you? Do, how do you decide what makes it to the main stage when you guys are on tour and doing shows? Like, what if you? How do you lobby for your own piece of work or? Well, I, there wasn't a lot of lobbying for our own work with the Frantics. We would all just uh, sometimes people would say, "No, no, let's not do mine. Let's do it because oh. you're going to get a, a role, and you could also vie for a role. You didn't if you wrote it, you didn't get to say who was in it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, someone would say, "I'm going to take that role. Oh, I wrote it. Okay." And so, but but when I worked with the kids in the hall, they would say, "I wrote this. I'm obviously starring in it, and you can be in it, and you can." So, and there there would be battles about everything. Wow. And when I worked with them, my job was to referee the battles and say, you know, ultimately, uh, we got to have some. You know, there's got to be some some things in here for everybody. And and so the member of their group that might be the most bullied by them would 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 have to be championed by someone outside so that the, when you looked at a show it wasn't just one person winning every battle see I, i'm glad this is why we talk about inside jokes man because this is the scoop like everything it would be nice to know we collaborated on nicely but really like you're talking about in that situation kids in the hall like you know there's egos in the way snl i hear a lot of stories about that too behind the scenes yes. um between right between writers and and the performers and who's gonna get the main stage well, I, I was on the sketch show for five years myself, and we had the exact same problems all the time. And and the other writer, we were just writers on one year. I was a writer on a one-year contract that lasted five years. And uh, <laughs> the other writer that was on the same contract said to me, if you want to be on this show, write yourself in. And, yeah. oh and we gosh. would write ourselves in to make sure that we made more money. And, and it was always a constant battle of who was in what sketch, and you wanted to lean towards, okay, I'll start giving myself some work. Because that's people incredible. would fight. Well, that's uh, that. It, that's Ian Sirota talking about just his history on that. And we have the guys from the Frantics. That didn't really happen. So that's really impressive. We're going to hear more from them after the break. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Inside <laughs> Jokes, the show about comedy. Lots of laughing going on. Peter Wildman and Dan Redican, known as the Frantics, two out of the four frantic dudes, sketch comedy troupe started in the 80s. We, did have, we did have a girl for a, co- for a, few, for a few months. Who? I will just say Janet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And All and right. she left us. Right. She left she us before huge. we performed a gig. She actually she she was as we were becoming the friend. Yes. She, she was. She she never was actually. She determined mm-hmm. that her friend said she can do better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she 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 got she got while well, the getting was good. And we she, were gonna. It was her it was her choice. She didn't. She we we were sort of disappointed. But there we go. <laughs> we were gonna call it us four twits and a twat, but we didn't. Uh, oh, nice one. I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we, we I thought that the might 80s. be <laughs> offensive. No, no, it was it was horribly offensive in the eighties. It was actually worse in the eighties. I can't believe you brought that up. Now it comes out all the time. Ian Sirota. Ian's here too. Ian, what was your question for the Frantics? I was wondering if they are uh, with their podcast that you're doing. Uh, very excited that I, c- I can't wait to tune in. Are you doing old sketches that everyone loved, or are you just doing new stuff, or what's going on? We're doing old sketches that no one loved. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yes, uh, so we, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. We did. Uh, we did over a hundred episodes for CBC Radio. Live sketch. Wow! Um, and so even even to to experience that, just uh, go and listen. It's it was fascinating. Three four hundred people per show. So we were huge. It was great. How do you hear that? You go to our go to go to iTunes and type in the Frantics okay. podcast. It'll all come. So up. Uh, so how difficult, guys, to do? This is, goes back to the forties. Like I don't know to do radio sketches. Yeah. And then TV obviously is easier. <sighs> No, it's what? all it's all the same. It's entertainment. It's telling a story and being no, funny. But, you have but no ra- physical radio was like there. W- there wasn't gobs of money, so like we we kind of had to. We could make enough money for a week with a week's radio show. So we would spend uh, a week writing two shows, uh, rehearse them, get them ready, and and then the next week record two shows, and then on the on and that would be on a. Uh, for Sunday night, and then yeah, Sunday night. Then me. Tuesday, we would go back into work and start writing next week. So we like we 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 kept on. Was just a a freight train that kept on going. Wow, and it was it was exhausting, but it was a, an incredible learning experience. We did thirty nine shows one year. Wow, wow. So here's the thing, and in as Stan Sirota's here, for Yuck Yuck's headliner, and I'm a stand up. He's a stand up. Yes, I've done some sketch stuff, not that much. I've done more improv. Um, and I struggle to stand up, always looking for inspiration for new bits. You know, you're on tour and I'm always like trying to write. How the heck do you come up with so much in, like material uh, for all those kind of shows that you were doing? Like that's high volume and you need fresh stuff. Not always, but yeah. you want to freshen it up. Well, you just do. Like you just, you say, I'm going to write this stuff every day and you don't accept yes. excuses. And you and you write stuff and you think, I don't know if this is any good. Like you 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 can't allow... Uh, a big gestation period. So sometimes mm-hmm. you would write stuff and say, "I think this is really good," and 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 you would find out upon reading it to the group, "Oh no, it was not. That was actually garbage." And then you'd write <laughs> stuff yeah. that you thought, well, "This isn't that good." And then people, "Oh no, there's something there." So like you you don't get the time yeah. of setting something aside and being sure if it's good. Mm-hmm. You just have to go for it, and it sort of teaches you that just trust yourself or don't even right. trust yourself mm. if you just do it. And then you'll see how it works and bounce it off the other people. I had a different approach. Uh, and it was it, when we would get, uh, meet for a table read, I would look around the room and Rick and uh, and Dan would usually have 15 to 20 things. Paul would have uh, uh, 5 to 10 and I would have 5 to 10 as well. But I always made sure that what I took in, I found like beginning, middle end funny. I would bring in a song top to bottom. I mean, I, I never yeah, had ambiguous do a lot. endings. Mm-hmm. So for me... Uh, to get the ball rolling, to get back to writing, I would usually write something crude and inoffensive just to get myself jump-started up. Wow. Hence, that's where uh, first period came from. Right. What would happen if a guy was on the go train talking his daughter through her first period? And I thought, this will be funny. I'll read it to the guys. They'll all laugh. Then we'll get down to business. But they all laughed and said, we must put that in the show. And I said, are you serious? That's and uh, and that's where that one came from. But for me, yeah, jumpstart myself. And, and like Dan said, just stay positive and stay. You can't frown. If you're frowning, you're not funny. You have to make yourself laugh. Have you ever made yourself laugh so hard you cry when you're writing? When I'm writing? Uh, 
I've done it no. once. Oh, really? No, oh, no. Wow. Yeah, no, once, I've, once I've I cried. Can. So, shelf life. <laughs> shelf life of a particular sketch. I guess you go on intuition. At what point do you go, we got to retire this, or this is hot? Or... I think Joe Clark is still good. We can... <laughs> <laughs> a few more months on Joe Clark. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, t- timely stuff has to be retired. You know, like you just know that, oh, well. And like all, all your great Trump material is you know, it's, it's not here for it, long. I was going to say, yeah. is it done now? Are we Can we done with Trump stuff? Or I'll what? never be done until he's done. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? Well, for sure. I, w- I have a couple of good Trump tunes on YouTube. Search Peter Wildman. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's got a really good one. Okay. Yeah. Let's Did you plug hear, it. Have you heard the latest one? The, what, the one, the lyrics by, by, by yes. Donald Trump? But yeah, it's fantastic. I took the words of Donald Trump and I put them to music. No way. And this is on YouTube. Search Peter Wildman. You can do anything. And it's an oddly moving song. It's <laughs> like you go, oh, that's... And it, 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 okay, I get it. It starts out, it's just his words. I get it. And as it moves along, it sort of gets emotional. And there's sort of this melancholy to it. And you go, oh, that's really touching. And it's, it's really weird. Yeah, Sleep Ian, what? I was going to ask, it's, I've noticed that music is a big part of your sketches. Yes. Were you musicians before you were comedians? or? Yes. Yes, I I had a band called Poopy Dan. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, uh, But Peter was an actual musician. I was a I was like a folk musician, which is a a musician without talent. But Peter, (laughs) (laughs) Peter uses the guitar a lot. I knew five I knew five chords, and we had two songs, and we played them for three years on the road. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we got the CBC radio gig, and the producer said, "You guys are great, but the songs we should have one every week." (laughs) Yes. And we had to very quickly learn about uh, uh, rhyme and meter. Dan gave us a workshop on poetry, and everybody started bringing in poems that would be turned into song lyrics. And that's a big part of the show. Peter Wildman, uh, just speaking here, he's a part of our Chorus Radio staff, too. We're very lucky. He's been a copywriter here forever and uh, 102.1 The Edge for many years. A lot of the famous commercials that you wrote. What's one of the more famous ones? Give us one quick. (laughs) Put you on the spot. No, no. These are like iconic uh, X Copper. X Copper. The, the, the phone call, call me, pick me up. I, I, uh, I've been busted for, uh, for drink driving. So. Right, and that was. Uh, and board sports. That's the people always like that one. Which one was that? I'd say if you do a sport and you do it on a board, then you need to go to board sport. <laughs> <laughs> it was a jingle. I, I, I said, how does the jingle go? And I sang it, and we said, uh, there, we'll use that. That'll be the jingle. So what it's a me treasure. singing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Peter uh, Wildman. You, as, a, as a salesperson here for for twenty years, I uh, loved when Peter writes my. He writes the promos for this show too. By the way, I just want to plug him for that. Anyway, and his buddy Dan Radikin, both from the Frantics, and our guest host Ian Sirota here. Uh, password. We're coming up for the Just for Laughs Roadshow. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640. Pants optional. Inside Jokes, everything to do with comedy. I'm Sandra Carusi with Ian Sirota. Hello, Ian. Hello, Sandra. How much fun is this? This is the best. I can't believe we get to talk to the Frantics. I know. That's what I was thinking. These guys, um, just what they did individually, Dan Redekin and Peter Wildman, uh, along with the other guys in the troop. What are their names as well? Paul Chow Rick Green. Yes. Um, just you guys alone, Peter Wildman, we were talking before the break what he does now here, but he's an actor on Puppets Who Kill and Murdoch Mysteries and... You see him on the comedy festivals. And then Dan Redekin's like a Muppeteer, like the Muppet Show stuff. Yes, yes. That's amongst 
like a bajillion other things. Yeah, right? that, that was uh, the, when I when I I'd, I've done puppetry before that, but when I, I trained to be on the Jim Henson Hour, I got trained uh, by Kevin Clash, who played Elmo. So like it was like oh my gosh, wow. really cool. And wow. then I was doing scenes with Jim Henson and Frank Oz, and Jim Henson was directing, and it was like, oh, could you move to the left hand? So it was like. <laughs> Kermit was directing me. It was oh amazing. My God. <laughs> oh my God. So what character, what puppet? Oh, it puppet? was, uh, I, I did a bunch of puppets because that's like, you, when you're part of it, you do like chickens in the background and you do, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. hands of a character. And I, I, the, the character that they developed for that show was Anthony the Monster, uh, which didn't take off. So I'm not getting a lot of royalty money. <laughs> <laughs> so what skill set to be a puppeteer, because you've done it too, Pete, um, that you took from sketch or from stand or from comedy in general. Like, what do I need to do if I want to be a puppeteer? Well, it's it's got it's it's puppeteer? got a whole different skill set because you've got to take this thing above your head and imbue it with life. So throw your, all your energy up into your hand and 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 get that get it be precise. Like if if the puppet gets taller and shorter, that's not good. So it's all this stuff. You actually have to do that and then start playing and having fun. But you can't play and have fun so much that you forget the height of the puppet or mm-hmm. you forget the lip sync or the eye contact of the puppet. So it's all ah. that stuff is just so hard that I was I was fine on the show, but it, I wasn't the best. The best people could absolutely play while they did it. And if I really concentrated and really worked hard, I could, I could acquit myself just fine. But I was never... Great, like the great puppeteer. Dan, were you, were you guys scripted as pup, like with Jim Henson and that? Yes, it was always scripted. Yeah. Everything was scripted. So now yeah. you have a script in front of you too, or if you memorized it like yeah. an actor, plus the puppet, you got to be on with that. You can't yes. mess around. The eye contact, the turnaround. How yeah. do you see? You're looking up like you, you got. You're lo- oh, you're always looking at a TV monitor. Ah. And uh, the TV monitor, you'll find that when you move your hand to the right up there, it'll move to the left mm. in your monitor. So you have to practice for a long time just so you're looking in the right direction. And you have, like, and then you have to, then your mind understands it and your mind starts doing it, but it's not conscious you can't learn how to do it you just have to your mind has to figure it out then you you never quite know how you're doing it It has to be unconscious uh so it's it's an it's an odd it's a weird mix of skill sets before you can do any of the stuff that allows it to be funny you have to do all the do all this mechanical stuff it's really tough yeah i just want to know if it's the difference between a puppeteer and a ventriloquist is that the ventriloquist mm. thinks his dummy's still alive after the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> and the puppeteer knows it's a gig. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Why, exactly. why do we pick on ventriloquists? Well, why do people pick on them? They're because <laughs> I've worked with them and they talk to their dummies in the green room before no, the they show. Don't. Yes, they do. Are you kidding me? I have worked with one I could does. understand that. You need to get in voice and in rhythm. Right. And- I agree with that. And not, yeah, but not no, talking but, about your shopping list, but, stuff. but there are people. Who, oh. there, there are a number of ventriloquists and some puppeteers too who are absolutely mad and and really do Crazy. treat them like like real Kooks. people. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's an extension. Listen, do you have your own characters that you treat as people? Like I, when I get into character, let's say in my stand-up, like I I think she's real. I yeah. Get, like when I play Anka, my esthetician, I, I become her. <laughs> yes. Yes. You you, you like, have to be inside the character to give a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. when it's a puppet, like or a ventriloquist, like Jeff Dunham, like this guy is multi-million dollar sellout, and yeah. comics will make snide remarks about it. Yeah. Uh, like we do. <laughs> why do we, Ian? Why do we pick on ventriloquists? I think it's just because it's such an odd hack. 
talent, <laughs> and that usually they go for the easy joke. Well, yeah, mostly. sometimes I, I remember yeah. I know that an impressionist had the same problem, is that they had great technique but not necessarily always good writing, so they tended to do groaners. Mm-hmm. Right. They said knock, that about jokes, Jim Carrey. They said that when he was doing his yuck yucks. That's what they said. I don't know. Yeah, and, well, the, no, but that was always. It was. I. I think it's sometimes uh, that the the people criticizing him are missing the point. Uh, because the point is to reach the audience. You want to reach the audience. And Jim Carrey threw all of his energy at the audience. And people would say, oh, but his jokes aren't even that good. And someone get up there with perfectly good jokes that they'd mumbled into a mic and people mm-hmm. wouldn't like him. Like it was, instead of learning from Jim Carrey, wow, with with not even great material, he is really connecting with another right. audience. What's he doing right? That's what I do. I have yeah. crappy material. I just want to connect at this point. <laughs> um, Dan Redekin was just talking to us there from uh, the Frantic Salon with Peter Wildman and our guest host Ian Sirota. More after the break uh, with the JFL password coming up uh, after the break. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. (laughs) Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a tip for the new first-time homebuyer. Get your finances in order and get a mortgage pre-approval, even before you decide to look for a place. Like what? Well, you know, in today's real estate market, buyers need to move really fast when putting in an offer on a place. So they need to know what amount is safe for them in order to get a mortgage to cover it. And a mortgage pre-approval lets you know what you can afford. For anyone I can help, call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com. 416-322-8000. What a great show on Inside Jokes. Thanks to Ian Sirota for sitting in. Ian, what do you got coming up? I have a, uh, on April 8th, I'm going to be at the Float Your Funny uh, Comedy Festival in Port Hope. I do all the small city f- festivals. <laughs> uh, I'll be at the Trattoria Gusto Restaurant in Port Hope at 9 p.m. And also on May 28th at 8 p.m., I'll be at the Regent Theater Headlining the Jewish Comedy Festival uh, with several Jewish people. You're Jewish? So now, I am Jewish, so oh. you, now you know where you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Peter Wildman and Dan Radikin from The Frantics, uh, your podcast can be heard on iTunes. You guys got together and you've got old old clips yes. plus new. old clips and some uh, new little bits dropped in between, and Paul and I host it. And uh, it's uh, ha- it's half hour. It's great, and people are really, really enjoying it. And uh, I hope more people de- uh, join us. Okay, and you're going on tour soon or no? No. Okay, good. Well, that's I'm, nice. I'm doing a live yeah. show on Queen Street in a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, it's a Queen and Sherburn, and just come oh, by. Oh, you've moved. Ta- yep, toss in some money. It'll, it's generally funny to me. Okay, well, and uh, I'm Santa Cruzy. I'm going to be doing something for Erin Keeney. She's awesome. She's uh, We're going to be raising some money for after breast cancer April 29th uh, on Gerard Street. Well, I'll talk more about that in upcoming shows. Our secret word you've been waiting for, our password to win the JFL Roadshow tickets is giggle. Giggle. So go to uh, Inside Jokes with Santa Cruz on FB or any of our social media and type in giggles and we'll give you free tickets for April 5th Roadshow at the Markham Flato Theater. And thanks to Against the Grain Urban Tavern here at Chorus Key for feeding us yummy food each and every week. We love you long time. And our friends at Hakeem Optical who make this happen. Holly Garvey Penny Real Estate. 
Thank you so much, A Celebrity Limousine. Tom, did we forget anything? Love you. Dean Young uh, and our good friend um, Vince Tedesco couldn't make it this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Tommy. Tune in every week. Go to iTunes, listen to past episodes, and please follow us on social media. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, it's Seggy Tom, and it's time for this week's Comedy Listings. The Just for Laughs Roadshow is heading to the Flat O' Markham Theatre on Wednesday, April 5th. You can get your tickets online at Just for Laughs. The B.A.D. Ride, The Bad Ride, has comedian Jay Brown on Sunday, May 28th at the Big Lunch and Party following the Charity Motorcycle Ride. The event is at the Markham Fairgrounds on McCowan, and you can get your tickets at badride.ca. The B.A.D. Ride supports the Distress Center of Toronto. And for this week's Comedy Rx, The Frantics. Perhaps one of the most commonly cited species in North America is the dead animal on the road. (laughs) Although its usual habitat is the Trans-Canada, it ranges throughout the entire country, even onto side roads and suburban avenues. While other animals face extinction, the hardy dead animal on the road is ever increasing. The dead animal on the road measures five feet by three feet by half an inch. For more information on the dead animal and his relatives, the windshield splatter bug and the bird in the car grill, contact the Ministry of Transportation, Ottawa. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at InsideJoke640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.